0: You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. VP nominee delivers rebuke.
1: Trump's failure of leadership costs lives and livelihoods.
0: President versus Goodyear.
1: It's disgraceful uh, that they did this.
0: California burning. You
1: could feel the heat and the wind blowing from the fire.
0: Good morning. I'm Steve Kathan with the CBS World News Roundup, a historic night at the Democratic National Convention. CBS's Steve Futterman says the spotlight was on the number two person on the ticket. She began the night.
1: Hey, everybody, it's me, Kamala. And two hours later, she ended it. And God bless the United States. In between, Kamala Harris made history. I accept Your nomination for vice president... Harris became the first woman of color to be part of a major party's presidential ticket. She said the country needs a change at the top. We are a nation that is grieving, grieving the loss of life, the loss of jobs. When she talked about her career as a prosecutor, some felt she took a jab at President Trump. I have fought for children and survivors of sexual assault. I know a predator when I see one. Just before Harris came Barack Obama, who delivered the most blistering attack in memory by a former president to his successor. For close to four years now, he has shown no interest in using the awesome power of his office to help anyone but himself and his friends. And he called Donald Trump a threat to democracy. This administration has shown it will tear our democracy down. If that's what it takes for them to win, Hillary Clinton was also on the attack. If Trump is reelected, things will get even worse. This evening, the convention concludes. As is tradition, the presidential nominee, Joe Biden, will deliver his acceptance speech. At the very end, we expect to see Biden, Harris, and perhaps some others on the same stage but socially distanced.
0: House Speaker Pelosi says after talking with Postmaster General Louis DeJoy, he has no plans to reverse changes to infrastructure that Democrats fear could disrupt mail-in voting. DeJoy has indicated further changes will not be carried out till after the election. President Trump made his first public comment yesterday on QAnon, the conspiracy theory that the FBI warned three months ago is a possible domestic terror threat.
1: I understand they like me very much, which I appreciate, but I don't know much about the movement. I have heard that it is gaining in popularity.
0: Mr. Trump has retweeted messages from pro-QAnon accounts. And as we hear this morning from CBS's Paula Reed, the president has called for a boycott of a major American company. Goodyear.
1: What they're doing is playing politics. The president condemned the Ohio-based company and even said he would swap out the Goodyear tires on the presidential limousine. Yeah, I would do that. I would, I would swap them up. Mr. Trump's comments come after Goodyear employees were told political messages from both sides were being banned, including MAGA attire. Democratic Ohio Senator Sherrod Brown.
2: I do think
0: it's despicable when President of the United States thinks it's appropriate to call for a boycott of a U.S. company where there are thousands and thousands of American workers. Now to California, where lightning strikes have made a bad situation worse, sparking additional wildfires. CBS's Carter Evans is north of San Francisco, where several fires are out of
2: control. Firefighters worked to contain the growing wildfire in Fairfield. It forced emergency evacuations in nearby Travis Air Force Base and shut down a busy interstate. Late last night, flames tore through the Santa Cruz Mountains south of San Francisco. At least three of California's wildfires are each now greater than the size of 20,000 football fields.
0: I woke up, the whole hill was on fire.
1: The entire thing was on fire.
2: Farm owner Rhonda Petrillo says she and her family narrowly escaped, but much of her livestock was lost.
0: Correspondent David Begno has the latest on the new school year clouded by the coronavirus.
2: In Tennessee, the state government is allowing school districts to declare teachers as essential workers, which would get them back into the classroom, even if they've been exposed to the virus. We spoke with the state's education commissioner, Penny Schwen. If you are going to do that at the local level, we want to make sure that you've done everything to make sure your staff and your students are kept safe and protected. In New York City, the teachers' union is suggesting it may take legal action if schools reopen without what they're calling essential precautions like mandatory testing and tracing.
0: This city went through hell and came back, and we are not going back to hell.
2: And in Florida, the state's largest teachers' union is suing over a statewide in-person learning mandate. At Wednesday's virtual court hearing, one teacher was overcome with emotion.
1: I've chosen my students over so many difficult things. I I can't put my family
0: at risk. One of Russian President Vladimir Putin's chief political rivals is in a hospital fighting for his life. CBS's Vicky Barker on what happened and what's suspected.
2: His spokeswoman says Alexei Navalny is in a coma and on a ventilator in a Siberian hospital. The anti-corruption campaigner and prominent foe of President Putin collapsed on a flight back to Moscow after drinking a cup of tea in the airport. His supporters now suspect was poisoned.
0: There is attention tension focused on Russia as anti-government protests persist in Belarus. The unrest must end, ordered
2: President Alexander Lukashenko sparking fears of more savage crackdowns.
1: I'm afraid of police violence. I'm afraid that I won't come home this day.
2: There are fears among America's European allies that Vladimir Putin could move in to prop up his former Soviet ally.
1: Our government treats us like animals. Chris
2: Livesay, CBS News, Minsk.
0: Here at home, police in Portland, Oregon, used tear gas to break up a crowd outside a federal building last night. People had spray-painted windows on the building. Reports say Michigan will pay $600 million to Flint residents whose health was damaged by drinking water tainted with lead. That deal will settle legal actions brought against the state for its role in the crisis. Well, in the fifth inning of the second game of a doubleheader, Cincinnati Reds broadcaster Tom Brenneman was taken off the air after an apology for using an anti-gay slur. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. I don't know if it's going to be for the Reds. I don't know if it's going to be for my bosses at Fox. I'm going to apologize. What Brenneman said earlier in the first game into an open mic gained traction on social media. The Reds called it a horrific, homophobic remark. A new four-part TV miniseries tackles relationship struggles during the pandemic. How's your quarantine going? Leslie Odom Jr. and Nicolette Robinson, who are married in real life, co-star and executive produce Love in the Time of Corona. The title's a take on the 1986 novel by Gabriel Garcia Marquez, Love in the Time of Cholera. The filming took place in the actors' homes, and co-stars are either related or close friends. Cameras were operated remotely. The show will debut its first two episodes Saturday on Freeform, the second two on Sunday. Bill Rakoff, CBS News. If you got your federal tax return in on time by this year's July 15th deadline, you could be getting an interest payment from the IRS soon. 14 million taxpayers will get about $18. The payments are made separately from refunds. The catch is the interest payments have to be reported on 2020 forms that are filed next year. That's the World News Roundup. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News.
2: For more deep dive and daily business content, listen to Wondery, the destination for business podcasts. With shows like How I Built This, Business Wars, and many more, Wondery means business. The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God, this is a sick...